Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The following is a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. For the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan, your home for Ole Miss sports. To be a part of the show, email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. And now, from the vault, to the pavilion, to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss, all the time. Here's your host, Brad Logan. Today's show is brought to you in part by Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments for the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all sports wagering needs, including live betting and the fan favorite Vegas Casino and Poker Games. It's really easy to get started. Just head on over to the website, use your mobile device, and sign up today. Use our promo code Believe, that's B L E A V, and receive your 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit. Bet Online where the game starts. Today's show is brought to you in part by Realtor Debbie Alderson Johnson. If you're looking for a spot in the Oxford area or, quite frankly, anywhere in Mississippi, that is your go-to. Remember, real estate industry since 2003, looking for that special ag property, maybe a recreational property, maybe a commercial real estate property, or a new home. Uh, Debbie does a great job and can be your real estate agent today. Just contact her directly at 662-234-5555. Of course, that's a member of the Kessinger Real Estate family at KessingerRealEstate.com. And Debbie has been with them for quite a few years. If you need to get her directly, just dial her cell phone at 662-689-0090. Remember, your go-to for real estate, whether it be commercial, farm, or maybe you need that home. Maybe you need that second home in Oxford. You're looking maybe to relocate to Part of the real estate family, the Kessinger Real Estate. Debbie Johnson, your realtor, 662-234-5555. Or call her cell phone at 662-689-0090. Debbie Johnson, a proud sponsor here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. Let's go! Welcome into the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network, coming to you from the Debbie Johnson of Kessinger Real Estate Studios. Debbie Johnson, our official real estate partner here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network. Also, of course, grateful for our sponsorship and our relationship with Bet Online. That's betonline.ag. Bet Online, where the game starts. Ole Miss and Troy getting ready to kick it off here in uh, just a couple of days. We'll be joined by John Johnson the sports editor at the Dothan Eagle newspaper in southeast Alabama and covers the Troy Trojan football team. We'll get the down low on what to expect from this Trojan team, led, of course, by former Ole Miss assistant coach John Summerall. Uh, John down in uh, Troy, Alabama, has done a great job so far. And from everything that we've learned, of course, talking with John, 
it's been a really good transition and uh, expecting big things for the Trojans this year, of course, playing in that Sunbelt Conference that's uh, going to be loaded with Coastal Carolina along with App State. And that's a game I'm looking forward to watching early on uh, Saturday is App State is hosting North Carolina, who, by the way, that Mac Brown team did not look good uh, this past weekend in the Week Zero game. So uh, it's definitely something to monitor. This Ole Miss team is going to face Troy, like we said, 3 o'clock inside Vault Hemingway Stadium. Had a great conversation with Paris Buchanan, who's the assistant AD for marketing and fan experience. Uh, that, of course, is in our archives. You can go back and kind of listen to what Ole Miss fans can expect inside Vault Hemingway Stadium upcoming uh, for the first game. Might want to bring a poncho. There's a slight chance of rain, so that's something we'll continue to monitor and we'll keep you updated about the weather. But definitely keep that uh, on the back burner as uh, rain is a possibility on Saturday. But you know how it is in Mississippi. They may call for 70% rain, may not rain a drop. So enjoy yourself. Enjoy the Grove. Enjoy your time in Oxford. I had a great conversation with uh, Chancellor Glenn Boyce. Uh, That happened about a week ago, but that's in the archives as well. I encourage you to go back and listen to that. A lot of great information about the university, about the largest freshman class. Not only that, about this freshman class coming for next year. So a lot of great things happening on campus at Ole Miss, and we were able to dive into that with uh, Chancellor Boyce. Thanks again for downloading and listening to the podcast. Uh, We're really excited about our growth here. I want to make sure and remind everybody that we're going to partner with WREG-TV. That's, of course, the CBS affiliate out of Memphis, Tennessee. We being, of course, uh, the Logan Media Network and uh, WJTV. We're extending that uh, relationship another season. So I'll be joining Blake Levine, and then we'll have a representative from WREG. That'll be simulcast. We'll be coming to you outside uh, Vaught-Hemingway Stadium from 12 until 1.30. That, of course, is part of WREG, News Channel 3 out of Memphis, and WJTV, uh, both CBS affiliates. That, of course, is out of Jackson, Mississippi. So got that going on. We'll be working for you at Inside the Rebels right now, uh, blowing and going. A lot of content being churned out by the crew at uh, Rebs247.com, Inside the Rebels, an affiliate of 247 Sports. So you'll definitely want to log on to that specifically now to get you ready to roll for game day. And when game day gets here, if you're not able to be inside Vault Hemingway Stadium, maybe you're listening from abroad. (laughs) I look at some of the numbers. Some of you folks are listening from all over the country and all over the world. So uh, you want to definitely stay tuned to reps247.com. There'll be a game thread. Of course, there'll be game stories pre. There'll be a post-game video just like we always do. And then, of course, we'll be live for the press conference as well where you can hear the recap of the game. And uh, there'll be uh, this year there'll be some changes, and then we'll get to kind of about how the coverage is going to be and then there's going to be a post game i can't go into a whole lot of detail but you'll 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 understand soon so there'll be a kind of a post game thing that we're working on as well an interactive post game so definitely want to uh to make everybody abreast of that so we'll get to john johnson here john of course a sports editor at the dothan eagle covers this troy trojan football team as we get down it's football time in mississippi get down to kickoff and we can't wait and uh, we're so excited that you're along for the ride. So let's get to John right here. The Believe in Ole Miss podcast, part of the Believe Network.
It is a place which exerts an extraordinary pull on all who have walked its hallowed ground. Thousands come each year, and yet no one ever really leaves. Ole Miss is for life, a major university with the familiar intimacy of family. Friendships that are more than friendships, moments that are more than moments. An autumn celebration on a Saturday afternoon in the Grove. Contests waged and triumphs savored. With our largest freshman class, soaring honors college, national reputation for academics and research, our pride is overflowing. Today, more than ever, for all who have ever called this magical place home, you never leave Ole Miss. Welcome back to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Want to be a part of the program? Just email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Whether it's touchdown Ole Miss or showers and right, it's all Ole Miss all the time. And now back to the show. Welcome back into the Believe in Ole Miss podcast right here on the Believe Network. Excited to have Mr. John Johnson today. Don serves as the sports editor of the Dothan Eagle newspaper down in southeast Alabama and covers the Troy Trojans. Uh, John, thanks for uh, carving out a few minutes today. Brad, absolutely. appreciate you having me. A lot of people are excited about this game. Not only, John, it's the first game, but it's the Troy Trojans coming to town with a very familiar head coach and head coach John Sumrall. Curious as to your thoughts. I know you've covered this team for quite a while. How do you think John's coming into this game and regard his mindset and maybe a little extra emphasis in this game for him? Well, John, he obviously wants to get Trojan off to a good start as far as just you know, being a hard-nosed football team, a team that will play to the bitter end, uh, he, he knows coming into this game that, you know, talent-wise, that Troy is going to be behind Ole Miss. But as far as just effort and, and getting after it, I think you're going to see a Troy football team that will do that. Uh, this is a veteran team. It's, it, there's a lot of older players on this team, and they're not going to be coming into this game intimidated. 
Uh, they're going to come in wanting to win the football game. That's going to be the goal. But if nothing else, they want to set the standard that uh, Troy's going to play hard football and, and, and kind of rebuild the wall is, is kind of the motto. Ole Miss is kind of going through its quarterback battles, so to speak, with Luke Altmaier at quarterback and Lane Kiffin not naming a starter. And then, of course, Jackson Dart, the transfer from USC. In your opinion, how has Troy played into that with Ole Miss not naming a quarterback? How big of a deal is that? Is that a schematic advantage for Ole Miss? I don't really think so. Uh, Troy's got a lot of veterans on defense. And, and, you know, that's been the strength of this team the last couple of years. All through preseason camp, quite honestly, uh, they've had the upper hand on the offense. They've got a lot of guys who just – they've been in the battles before. They've been down in the trenches. And so I don't think that they're worried about who the quarterback's going to be. Obviously, with a new starting quarterback at Ole Miss, they're going to want to try to get some pressure on him early. And they got some guys on the edges that I think could really do that. Um, uh, guys like uh, Javon Solomon uh, and uh, Richard Gibbonar, uh, he used to play at Auburn, started his career at Auburn. Those guys are big, strong guys on the corners that can really rush. And I think that's going to be one of the emphasis early on in the game is trying to get pressure on whoever the quarterback may, may be and make him rush a little bit. You look at this Ole Miss team, and you know we'll talk about the Troy defense a little bit deeper because there's a couple of linebackers, uh, John, that has gotten a lot of uh, NFL I guess you could say some scouts have kind of talked about those linebackers at Troy. Uh, what do you think in regards to if you look at this defense from Troy, Ole Miss has got so many unknowns on offense. 95% of its offense is either left by graduation or went to the NFL. A lot of transfer portal talent is, is in for Ole Miss. How do you think Troy's going to react to that? Well, I do know this. Carlton Marshall, who's you know their their top linebacker, he's got a nose for the football, and it doesn't really matter who's on the football field, what they're doing, he's going to find them. Uh, that's the kind of thing that Troy presents defensively: is a lot of quickness and a lot of guys that can get to the football. They've got a very experienced secondary as well, and they got some guys up front that can do the job. I don't think scheme-wise you're that worried about what Ole Miss may present because they go against that same sort of offense in practice every day. Troy's very, um, you know, multiple as well, and they've got a new offense that they've put in. But even the last couple of years, they like to really um, pass the ball around quickly. They they got good running backs. And so I think they're going to see a lot of the same thing that they see every day in practice anyway with the fast pace and that kind of thing. They know what they got as far as what Ole Miss has, as far as uh, what Lane Kiffin's going to do uh, with, with the quick, quick offense. They, they know that's coming. But I think Troy's ready for that, and 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 they'll tell you that during the off season they really put in a lot of work in the weight room. Uh, they're probably in better physical shape than I've ever seen them. I know they they're better in better physical shape than they've been in the last couple of years, and that's one of the questions I pose some of them. You know, it's going to be three o'clock. It's going to be hot in Oxford. Uh, physically uh, and depth-wise, how do you feel like you're going to stand up against Ole Miss? And all of them really believe that they're in the best physical shape they've been in in quite a while, and, and they're really not worried about that end of it. A lot of Georgia talent on this offense, specifically at quarterback Gunnar Watson, named the starting quarterback, 6'3", 205 junior out of Butler, Georgia. And then Kamani Vidal, is that who you expect to, to, to be the running back, the sophomore out of Marietta, Georgia? Yeah, Kamani's been the starter um, for a couple of years, and, and he's really good. I mean, he's he's one of those under-the-radar guys that a lot of people in college football don't know about. But Kamani's really strong running back. He's, he's, he's low to the ground, but he's got really big, strong legs, and he can pound through the – 
the tackles and get some needed yardage for you. But he's also got some pretty good speed. But they've got other guys too, Brad. Um, you know, they got about four or five guys that can can really run the football and can get out on the corner. So while Kamani will be the main guy that you're going to see starting, and I'm sure will be in there the first couple of series without a doubt, they've got other guys like Jamontez Woods and Damon Taylor, DK Billingsley that have had a lot of playing time and that they're going to play as well and have got some good speed on on the uh, on the outside. But going back to Gunner, um, he's been around. This is his fifth year in the program, and it, he started off and on a lot the last two years. He was named the starting quarterback two years ago, and he was beat out last year for the starting quarterback job to begin the season by Taylor Powell, who was a transfer from Missouri. But um, midway through the season, Powell was kind of beat up and really wasn't getting the job done, and, and Gunner was back in there. And uh, it's, it seems like every year, uh, who's going to beat out Gunner Watson? And then as it comes time to play, Gunner's the guy. Uh, nothing flashy about Gunner. Uh, he, he stands strong in the pocket. He's a tough kid. He's got a good arm. He can really throw it well. Doesn't have a lot of good mobility, uh, but... You know, Gunner's a winner, and, and he's got the attention of, of the team. A couple of transfers that came in, and to be quite honest, when uh, Peter Castelli, a transfer from Utah, arrived on campus this spring, you kind of felt like uh, he was going to be the guy who was going to end up being the starting quarterback. Um, but Gunner beat him out, and then uh, Jared, uh, I, I believe you pronounce it Deji, uh, from uh, Western Kentucky, transferred in like three days before the last scrimmage this summer. Uh, he played at West Virginia and was the starter the last two years. And, you know, you hear his name, you think, well, maybe he'll come right in and they'll pencil him in because of all his experience. But Gunner's the guy that's going to get the start, and I think they believe in him. And, and quite frankly, the other two aren't ready yet. Wide receivers, Marcus Rogers, a lot of experience there. Tez Johnson, a sophomore, but has played a lot along with Deshaun Stoudemire, a junior. So when, uh, when Watson goes to the air, he's got some experience to throw it to. And, and the guys you mentioned are certainly good receivers, but the guy to really keep an eye on is Jabri Barber. Uh, he is a, a really – he's a low-to-the-ground type receiver, 5'10", 173. But they have been using using him a lot this year, uh, this spring, I should say, in summer, uh, getting him the ball in really quick passes. Uh, he, he's, I think, going to be utilized a lot early on in the game because I don't think they're going to take a lot of shots downfield early. I wouldn't expect that. Let's look for Jabri Barber to get the ball in his hands a lot because once he gets it, he can make a lot of plays. He's really quick, and uh, and they have a lot of trust in him. And him and Gunner have uh, really developed a good relationship as far as on the field. Uh, you know, he's kind of been his, the go-to receiver for Troy during the preseason camp. So uh, Tess Johnson is a good receiver as well, Marcus Johnson, as you mentioned. But uh, keep an eye on Jabri Barber. Taking a look at that offensive line, a couple of seniors there, Austin Stidham and DeAndre Butler, some younger players, or at least one in Tyler Harvey Fellows, Jake Andrews, uh, Grant Betts, two juniors. A lot of uh, experience across that offensive line. Is there anybody that's kind of flashed during preseason camp to kind of add some some backup to some of these starters? Well, I, I think we need to talk a little bit about Jake Andrews at center because he's replacing a, a three-year starter uh, in Dylan Bradshaw. And Jake was a guard. He, he's got plenty of game experience on him but he's been playing guard the last couple years so I think that's a real key to see how he reacts against uh you know a really good Ole Miss defensive front uh I actually talked to KD Hill uh, by phone yesterday uh the nose guard for the Rebels and 
I'm going to be interested in seeing that matchup because KD is from our coverage area of Eufaula here in Alabama, and I know this is big for Jake to see what he does in his first start at center. So to me, that's going to be a real interesting matchup. Uh, Austin Stidham at left tackle and Grant Betts at right tackle are, are established uh, starters. Uh, the unknown is Tyler Harvey Fallows, who's a guy from England, and I really don't know a whole lot about him. He's just a big guy who's come in and earned a starting job. And so there is some depth behind these starters, but a lot of them are transfers in that we don't know a whole lot about. But I do know Coach Summerall believes this is more depth than he's had on the – you know, Troy has had on the offensive line in a couple years. Uh, And and that's something they really needed because at times last year they kind of wilted, especially in the second half. Yeah, and and looking at that defense, John – some experience there with Antonio Showers, a senior out of Tucker, Georgia, Lawrenceville, Georgia, native senior Will uh, Chalo, a defensive tackle, Buddha Jones in Tallahassee, a junior, uh, Tallahassee, Florida. So some depth there at defensive front. Any Anybody that, uh, that we need to be looking for across that front other than some of those starters? Uh, Lewis Medina, who's behind Buddha Jones at nose tackle, he started plenty of times uh, the last couple of years for Troy. He, he's very good. And even the third stringer, A.J. Pierce, I think with Jones, Medina, and Pierce, you got three guys that can rotate there at nose tackle. Um, Shaquille Brown is behind Will Cholo at defensive tackle. He's he's played plenty of football, and he's, he's a good player. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, we talked about uh, already Javon Solomon and Richard Gibinar. Uh, those two guys are interchangeable. Uh, those, both of them are going to play a lot there at the Bandit, and uh, both of them can get a lot of pressure, and, and both have had a lot of success with sacks. So keep your eye on those two guys trying to pressure the quarterback early. They've got a listing as a spear. Is that a, a hybrid between a corner and, and a linebacker? They've got T.J. Harris and, of course, Daryl Starling at, at that position, uh, Harris being the senior uh, leader coming into that position. Yeah, that is exactly what that is. And Harris is real quick. Uh, He's kind of like Carlton Marshall, in fact, in that he's got a nose for the football. He'll be all over the field. And so he's a key there. Um, Next to Carlton Carlton Marshall is K.J. Robertson, who's another uh, senior linebacker. And those two are, you know, they've been together for a long time. And if you ask Carlton who's influenced him the most on the football team, is K.J. Robertson, who's a real leader on that on that side of the football. Carlton's trying to be more of a vocal leader this year. He's he's really kind of a, you know, he does it on the field. He, he's not real vocal. Uh, he's trying to step into that role. And, and by doing that, you know, you ask him who's influenced him, and he'll, he'll say in a minute, K.J. Robertson, uh, who is a vocal leader. And, and those guys work really well together. Um, you know, this is a really Brad experienced defense that, I know Ole Miss can throw a lot at them, but I really think they can hang with them at least early on. Uh, no doubt, and I, I've said all along, this is probably the best linebacking core in the uh, the Sun Belt Conference, and uh, Ole Miss is going to have its hands full uh, without question. Uh, some of the best linebackers they'll probably see, specifically early on uh, this season. The defensive backfield, of course, cornerbacks Caleb Ransaw, along with Reddy Stewart, and of course the free safety Craig Slocum, and strong safety Dale Pettis. Those are some players, uh, all from the state of Alabama, at least uh, at least all but the Lake Butler, Florida native Craig Slocum. A lot of Alabama flavor, obviously, on this roster. This is a this is a roster that's chock full of folks there from the great state of Alabama. Uh, the defensive backfield probably going to get tested a good bit. Uh, Ole Miss is going to throw the football. Anybody uh, of concern health wise? Everybody ready to go in that secondary? 
everybody appears ready to go, and they're pretty deep back there as well. They're quick. Um, they're hard hitters. They're going to take some chances. They're not afraid to go after the, you know, the ball in the air. So, you know, look, they could get burned. Yeah, any team could, but these these guys have got a lot of confidence, and uh, they've been playing with confidence all, all preseason camp, and. I really think they're ready to go. I think the real key is for Troy is can the offense move against the Ole Miss defense and and keep get you know keep the defense fresh because that's what happened a lot last year. Troy was in basically every game until halftime, and then after halftime, it seemed like the offense never could get anything generated, and the defense was on the field you know just way too much, and they would just wear down as it would get into the fourth quarter. So, uh, I think the key is to see if Troy can move the football and keep the defense fresh. Order has been restored, if you ask me. Southern Miss in the conference it needs to be in, in the Sunbelt Conference. That game happens on October the 8th. It's in Troy. I have to think, John, that's a big one uh, on the docket for for uh, for Troy Trojan fans. Yeah, and Troy went over to Southern Miss last year and beat them in a non-conference game, and I think that's going to be a great rivalry. Um, you know, of course, Troy and South Alabama is their big rivalry, being in the Sun Belt and all and being in state, but I think the next one's going to be Southern Miss. Uh, you know, very two very similar programs, how they've been built over the years. Always had good football for the most part, so I you know, Southern Miss has a really strong fan base, and I know Troy took a lot of people over there uh, last year as well. So I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I really do. Let's take a quick view, uh, a quick look at the Sun Belt Conference, and it's uh, how you think it's going to finish. I'm interested to see this weekend. John App State is hosting North Carolina. North Carolina did not look good at all in their first game in Week Zero. So I'm excited to see if, if, if App State can actually win that game. Uh, you've got some other teams that are of interest. South Alabama has improved. I'm interested to see with Billy Napier going to Florida how good Louisiana is going to be. I've always got my eye on Terry Bowden over at ULM. Arkansas State's always been kind of an up-and-down job. Now that you've got Butch Jones, the former Tennessee coach there, I love what Will Hall's doing at Southern Miss. As you know, a huge John Summerall fan uh, with you guys, or at least I should say with, with Troy down in southeast Alabama. Suffice to say, is the Sun Belt wide open or is there a prohibitive favorite in your mind? Well, and don't forget about Coastal Carolina. I, I right. think that uh, you know, between Coastal and Appalachian State, perhaps, are the teams to kind of keep an eye on. But, yeah, I think in a lot of ways the, the league is wide open. And this is a really strong football league, uh, and, and I think people are starting to learn that as they knock off other teams uh, each year, it seems like. Uh, and and you, as you mentioned, the coaches in this league now, uh, John Sumrall, I, I think he's you know, it, he makes you want to get out there and play when you just listen to him talk. Now, we'll see what he does on the sidelines, but – Man, what a high-energy guy he is, uh, and I, I think he's doing all the right things. He's got good people around him. Uh, it's, a, it's a totally different look when you go to practice as opposed to last year, and that's no real knock on Chip Lindsey, but he kind of ran a loose ship in a lot of ways. And, and, man, when you go to practice at Troy now, I mean, the, everybody's – He's got everybody's attention, Coach Summerall does, as far as the players, the coaches. And they do everything very detailed down to, you know, when you go in the locker room, you better have everything picked up before you leave type thing. Uh, but you talk about a Butch Jones and, and the folks like that that are in the league now. It's, it's tough. It's tough to win in the in the conference, especially when you go on the road and, and, and the home environments. Uh, I know Troy has really picked up over the last couple of years. And uh, the Sun Belts uh, – 
it's a very competitive league, and I think you know I don't think any of them are afraid to go in to play an SEC team or anyone else because they get uh, good competition year you know every every week when they play in their own in their own league and and one thing about the Sun Belt is a lot of these guys aren't transferring out um, like you have in the SEC for example a lot of these kids if they're not playing they're looking for greener pastures a lot of these Sun Belt kids are you know they they're kids that have grown up in the of school that has uh, signed them, and now they're four and fifth year seniors, and and I think that makes a lot of difference as well. No doubt, John Summerall, very familiar to the Ole Miss fan base. Now the head coach down at Troy. He's John Johnson, the sports editor of the Dothan Eagle newspaper down in, paper down in Southeast Alabama. Does a great job covering the Troy Trojans. John, we appreciate you joining us here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast and and joining us for a few minutes, giving us a preview of the Ole Miss Troy game happening this Saturday in Oxford. Brad, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thanks again to John Johnson for joining us here on the Believe It On Miss podcast, part of the Believe Network. John, of course, the sports editor of the Dothan Eagle newspaper down in southeast Alabama and covers the Troy Trojans. So Troy and Ole Miss getting ready to kick it off. Troy's quarterback is going to be Gunnar Watson. Uh, as you learned from the interview, John talked about Gunnar won that competition then eventually would lose it to a transfer. There is another transfer that's in a quarterback uh, for the Troy Trojans. Will John Summerall go to him at some point on Saturday as the Trojans come to face the Ole Miss Rebels? We'll see. But there's a lot of depth across that offensive line. We know that. And defensively, Troy with one of the better linebacking cores, uh, not only the Sun Belt, but I think the country. So uh, a lot of experience on this Troy football team. Uh, a lot more than I thought, to be honest with you, when, when I started kind of digging down into this Troy Trojan team. So uh, really appreciate John coming on and being part of the podcast. It's Ole Miss and Troy kicking off at 3 o'clock at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. By the way, thanks, everybody, for downloading and listening to our uh, interview with Chancellor Glenn, uh, Glenn Boyce uh, maybe about a week ago when, when that loaded on the podcast. You can look at that in the archives. Of course, earlier this week, we had a chance to visit with Paris Buchanan, who's the assistant AD for fan experience and also marketing at Ole Miss and kind of gave us some insight about the things to come. I'm just I'm ready to see the halftime show with Ole Miss Band, uh, the Pride of the South, because everybody, including a lot of the, the folks that I've talked to in the administration with the band, have talked about how much they've worked on that pregame show and the uh, the halftime show. So excited to see what the band has to has to show us at Walt Hemingway Stadium. The weather a little bit of a question mark right now, uh, calling for a little bit of rain on Saturday. So be sure and prepare for that. But expecting a big big crowd at Walt Hemingway Stadium. It's the opener between Troy and Ole Miss on the SEC Network, 3 o'clock. David uh, Kellum, uh, along with Harry Harrison and Richard Cross on the sidelines to bring you all the acts of the Ole Miss Radio Network from Learfield Audio. Also excited to hear from my good friend Brett Norsworthy. I'll be uh, along for the pregame on the uh, Ole Miss Radio Network alongside Richard Cross. It's going to be a couple hours before kick. And so uh, be sure and uh, tune into those guys when you're in the Grove and hanging out or maybe you're driving in. Uh, A great opportunity to kind of get you ready as they uh, count down to kickoff on the Ole Miss Radio Network. I'm Brad Logan. Thankful again for you being part of the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. Uh, We appreciate you listening. We really do. We're thankful for our sponsor as we come to you in the Debbie Johnson uh, of Kessler Real Estate Studios. Thankful for our sponsorship with Bet Online, and we appreciate you being part of the show. Downloading, subscribing, most importantly, telling a friend about the Believe in Ole Miss podcast right here on the Believe Network. We'll see you soon. We'll recap the game. It's Troy and Ole Miss at 3 o'clock this Saturday from Oxford on the Believe It Ole Miss podcast, part of the Believe Network.
You've been listening to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. Be sure and check us out on Twitter at BradLoganCOTE and at Believe Podcasts, as well as Facebook, Brad Logan Media. From the vault to the pavilion to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss all the time. This has been the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.